your Bibles, 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. Paul's writing to young Timothy here, a young evangelist, a young man that God, uh, that Paul handpicked <laughs> by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, he, he was a follower of Paul and a helper of Paul, a disciple of Paul. Paul mentored him and uh, saw great things come in his life. But he said, you therefore, my son, he's talking to Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, we talked a little bit about grace this morning. Be strong in the grace, the grace of God, the grace of the Lord. Be strong in that. Remember, it's the grace of God that saved us. But it's also the grace of God that's going to enable us and to empower us. And I believe Paul's in reference here. He said, be strong in that grace or that ability or that power that's in Christ Jesus. And it's important. Now, drop on down in the seventh and through the ninth verse there in Second Timothy. Did I say First Timothy a while ago? I meant Second Timothy. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not bound or chained. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to read that again. He said, I suffer trouble as an evildoer. See, listen. When the devil comes against you, he's going to do everything in his power to make you look bad. He's going to try to make you look bad in the eyes of those that you've been witnessing to. That you've been telling that God's power is real. What God has done. The miracles that God's doing. What God's done in your life. And you're going to be talking about that. And then all of a sudden you're going to go through a trial. You go through something that you weren't expecting. Now, I, I, I say expecting. I expect the devil to throw some loopholes in. I expect that. But you see, the thing is, I've also learned that God is with me. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And God is God. He doesn't change. Praise God. So, therefore, he said, I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains, where they bound him. And you, we know several times where Paul was chained and bound, and, and uh, uh, he was put in prison and beaten and, and chained up. But, but you know what? Even to the point of chains. But the word... Of God was not bound. The Word of God is not hindered. See, the Word of God is not hampered by anything that the devil tries to do. The Word cannot be of no avail because God is going to keep His Word. God's not man that he lies or the son of man he has to repent, but he's going to keep his word. He's truthful. Praise God. But I like that. It said even to the point of chains where he was bound up, but the word of God is not bound or chained up. Praise God. The word will do the work. I want to tell you something. You could be in the most sinful 
place there is, I'm not talking about you going somewhere to entertain yourself, but I'm talking about you could have sin around you and unbelief around you, people of non-faith around you, and, you know, in the middle of that, God's Word is not bound. Hallelujah. His Word is truth. Now, there's a lyrics from an old hymn I heard. Where God, it's called God Leads His Children. Y'all remember that old song? It said, Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song. Hallelujah. Because why? He's with us. God leads His children. God's not going to leave us in a lurch. He's not going to leave us alone. He's not going to leave us all by ourselves to face the devil by ourselves. All of heaven's behind us. Praise God. Listen, I don't know if you, if you could just ever visualize something, when you come against a problem or a situation, and you say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if you could just see what happens, every angel in heaven stands at attention. They're ready to be dispatched. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, I will tell you, there's a lot of angels in heaven. A lot of angels. Somebody calculated one time. I, I leave that to all the smart people on these calculations. But they calculated there's seven, what is it, around seven billion people in the world now? Close to that, pretty close to that. Seven billion, billion. And according to their calculation of angels, if every one of them were saved, seven billion, that there would be 20,000 angels per person. I mean, you read it in the Bible, multitudes and multitudes of angels, and I mean, you can't even begin to describe the, uh, the, the, the there's no words that can describe the, the numerical value of the angels and how many there are. But I mean, there, listen, there are billions, billions of angels. I believe in angels. And you know what I've learned? Angels are waiting for their orders. And sometimes they're waiting on you to call on the name of the Lord and so they can be dispatched on your behalf. Oh, praise God. I don't know about you, but I believe it. So 20,000, if everybody was saved, 7 billion. So if only half of the world was saved, that makes 40,000 angels per believer. You calculate your family and just see what you got. Hallelujah. When my daughter was home, we had 120,000 angels around us. Hallelujah. Y'all still with me tonight? Angels are real. But you see, the thing is, God leads His children. God gives us home. Now, Paul in Second First Thessalonians 2, verse 28 See, even though we've received instructions, you know, concerning the, the plan and the will of God that we have, we're going to encounter times of barriers and hindrances. Now, I, I want to, I said that, but I'm going to say this also. Satan cannot stop the Word of God. Satan cannot stop the plan of God. 
he might hinder. Remember where Paul wrote the letter and he said, I would have come to you sooner, but Satan hath hindered me from getting there. He didn't stop him from getting there, but he hindered him from getting there. Put a little delay on it. I can handle a delay as long as I know God's still with me. Hallelujah. But you see, Paul said, I wanted to come, but Satan hindered us. And and this is the thing I want to point out and, and let it get deep in our hearts. Human beings are not hindering you. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. If we can ever get that part of it out, we're not fighting each other. I'm not fighting another church denomination. I'm not fighting anybody. Listen, we're all in this thing together under the name of Jesus, the banner of the name of Jesus. Amen? And now, you know, mind you, some of them may not believe in the, the fullness of the power of God as we do, but that doesn't make them bad people. But they just need to have their eyes opened a little more. <laughs> and God will do that for them. But what I'm saying is, we're, we're in this thing together, and God has put us together, and the devil is, cannot stop God's will from being performed. Every city, every town, every state, I believe we can claim for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I believe that. You know, there's certain countries I have flown into uh, on an airplane, going over to different countries to minister in pastors' conferences and et cetera. And when you come into the airspace of some of these countries, because witchcraft is so prevalent and, and demonic activity is so prevalent, you can literally begin to sense in the air demonic powers and demonic forces that are there. Because that's where they are, spiritual wickedness in high places. Isn't that, isn't that what Daniel was praying? He prayed 21 days and Michael came and said, well, the, uh, the devil, Satan, had tried to stop this from happening, but I warred with him and I overcame him. So victory's ours. But there, it was the Prince of Persia. Now, that Prince of Persia wasn't a human being. It was a spirit being that was actually assigned to that region as a demonic power that controlled the minds of the government and the officials there. And so... Paul, say, uh, Daniel just kept on praying. <laughs> he prayed, and finally Michael the archangel, he's the warring angel, came and said, Satan tried to stop us, the prince of Persia tried to stop us, but we won. Hallelujah. We won. So Satan can hinder, and, 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 and I was describing the fact that when you go into these regions where there's darkness, that uh, spiritual darkness that is there, you can sense it, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can go in parts of different parts of town and cities and, and the big cities and things. And there's certain areas that you go into and you can sense more wickedness and more darkness and, and, and just more evil than you do in other parts of the city. There's certain towns that, were, that, that have a real move of God going in certain areas and certain regions. And I've flown into those areas. And when you get into that airspace, and boy, I mean, it's just like light. You know, just like victory and joy and peace is there. Because we, we're, not, we're not in a physical warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual warfare that we're in, in, up against. But hindrances cannot stop. 
when words are spoken and inspired by God, you know what? It will come to pass. If it's of God, and it's God-inspired, it'll come to pass. There's times that you, you experience hindrances to your calling or your vision or your dream. I, I, I call it a vision and dream. I try to get away from that because there's so much out there now that is everybody's, my dream, you know, my, my thing. You know, it, no, it's God's dream in us. It's God's purpose in us. And God plants that seed inside of us. And when we get that, when we recognize that seed that He's planted in us for what He's called us for, God wants to produce that in our lives. But the devil will try every way in the world to hinder that if we, if He can. But see, God is still on our side. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Now, but you're the deciding factor. I will say that again. You are the deciding factor whether or not God's Word will come to pass. I've had people tell me, well, I don't understand. You know, God promised me this 59 years ago, and I ain't seen it happen. Well, what have you done about it? Have you sat there and grumbled and complained and said, well, I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I must have missed God, or they must have missed God, or that wasn't God. No, when you know for a fact what God's spoken to your heart and put in your spirit, I don't care what it looks like on the outside. We have to just stand up and start going forward because, we remember, you got 20,000 angels dispersed for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. you got you got an army. I said, you got an army. Remember Elisha, his servant? They were surrounded. He went and told, he said, I don't know what we're going to do, man. We're surrounded. There's more. I tell you, there's umpteen millions of them out there, you know. And I, I, and he just laid his hands on his eyes and said, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. He went out there and looked. He said, wow. He said, they're nothing compared to what God sent us. Why? Because there's more of God's angels than the demons. <laughs> if we if we use our calculator, we're 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 on the winning side. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we're on the winning side. Amen. Now, whatever God's placed in you will come to pass. It's up to you. And when I say calling, gifting, or maybe just something that God's put in your heart, something you're believing God for. How many, how many is believing God for some loved ones tonight? I, I believe every one of us are, are, are in that category where we're believing for loved ones to come to the Lord and be saved and be transformed and be changed by the power of God. And you know what? The devil, I, you know, you, you'll look sometimes and it looks like they're getting worse than what they were. They're getting better. You start praying, you start fasting, you start seeking the Lord. It seems like things get worse, they get before, and they just, they're not getting any better. But you know what? We don't look at what we see. We've got to remember, we've got more on our side than on the devil's side. And we've got to remember that God's Word is His Word, and He's not man that He lies, nor the Son of Man that He has to repent, but He will perform and do what He's spoken to our hearts. He's promised our loved ones. He's promised you your children. Glory to God. Sometimes it looks like, boy, I don't see how in the world this is going to happen. But I tell you what, God promised it, didn't he? If God promised it, I tell you what, God can turn anything around. 
I tell you, it looks like they're going the opposite direction. Looks like they're going the direction of the world. Looks like they're going the direction of of uh, everything that you can imagine. Listen, even in the Christian ranks today, there's people with their with their children that are that are so progressive in their thinking and so progressive in and that they've been raised in church and yet they they claim to be Christians, but yet they want to embrace everything of of the devil and everything of satanic things, and they embrace that and they they use that. That they use a lot of biblical sense. You know, well, God loves everybody. Well, yeah, God loves everybody, but He hates sin. Amen. And we've got the right to bind the powers of darkness. Amen. And you've got the right to bind the powers of darkness in your children. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If any two shall agree on earth as touching any one thing, it shall be done of the Father which is in heaven. I believe the word, don't you? I believe what God says. So hindrances will be part of our life sometimes. That doesn't mean God is not doing his word. Just because there's a hindrance doesn't mean God's not doing it. I just want to emphasize that to us. Amen? And what you do about them and how you react will determine if you stop them. Your reaction to it is going to determine whether or not you're going to go forward. Just because there's a hint, how, how are you going to react to it? Well, I knew it wasn't God's will. Or, well, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, you know, all negative. Just because it didn't, it's not manifested to where it looks like there's peace and joy and salvation and deliverance and victory doesn't mean nothing because God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That's why God, God wants us to get to that point in our heart. Well, God said it. I believe it. Amen. That settles it. Devil, you're a liar. <laughs> I knew a man one time, his son was rebelling against God, and he ended up in a, some dive somewhere. And this, this father, I tell you what, he just took it literally, you know, what God said. You know, he just, he believed it literally. He went in and he just busted open those doors and it was dark and dingy in there. He went over and got his son by the nap of the neck and said, Come with me in the name of Jesus. Some of them tried to come stop him. He said, Back off in the name of Jesus. They just staggered back. His son's eyes got this big. He knew. See, he'd been raised. He knew. And you know what? His son got free. Served God. Became a preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. God can do anything. I'll tell you what, we just got to believe Him. Definition of the word hinder means to place an obstacle sharply in your path. That's what, an instru- that's what a hindrance is. It's an obstacle that's placed right in the middle of your pathway. And, you, you, you know, it just it kind of gives the, uh, metaphorically given the meaning of detaining a person unnecessarily. You know, you're detained. You can't move forward. You can't go and, and you, you, how many of you ever feel like you're just kind of at a standstill? Because of all the hindrances. You've been detained. But you know what? If you just keep on praising the Lord, keep on speaking the word, keep on glorifying Him, keep on, uh, you know, boasting about the angels that you've got. Hallelujah. Listen, you've got an army. You ought to feel good about yourself. You got a co- you're a commander of an army. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hey, they're just waiting for orders. Isn't that what Paul said in Hebrews that they're they're waiting to be dispersed? 
For you? For me? And how are they going to be dispersed? When we call out on the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know how they're going to work. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what they're going to do. But I know one thing. Whatever they do will be, will be godly and it'll be, it'll be powerful. <laughs> because God will do it. Amen. But hindrances don't stop the plan of God. They only delay it. That means there are delays in your life. Now, we got into grace this morning. I just want to give this little definition again about grace. Because the grace of God isn't just giving us a, a green light to go live like you want to live. <laughs> the grace of God's there to change you, transform you. Can you say amen? But in, in the English New Testament, the word grace is always a translation of shari. It's a word that occurs in the Greek text over 150 time, uh, 170 times, and it means unmerited favor, God's unmerited favor in our life. And it's also regarded as... It's also, a second definition of it, it's also regarded as the sustaining influence enabling the believer to persevere in the Christian walk. I won't say that again. It's a sustaining influence enabling you as a believer to persevere in your Christian walk and what God's put in your life to perform. Hallelujah! Now, I like this definition that this pastor gave me one day. I was still, I just got out of Bible college. I was working with him in a church and we were talking one day and he said, Brother Clarence, he said, I was out on my tractor today mowing and he said, God just gave me a, a revelation of grace. I said, okay. And he, he told me about, he said, he said, this is what God gave me. He said, it's God's imparted ability. To enable you to do the will of God. I said, would you say that again? He said, it's God's imparted ability to enable you to do the will of God. I said, let me get some paper. Would you just hold that for just a minute? I got paper. And I said, would you write that down for me? <laughs> it's God's imparted ability. How many knows we, how many believes in the impartation? How many knows when you got saved, you had an impartation of God's Spirit infused into you? Amen? When you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you, got, you had an impartation of the Spirit of God in you. And it's, he said, it's, this is just, just a country boy, he just said, it, it, God's imparted ability in us or in you to do the will of God. God's ability in you. To do the will. That's what grace is. Grace. Now, look at Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 4. God told Isaiah of a special promise he makes to those he loves. And listen to what he said. Fear not. How many knows many times in the Word God always starts off, fear not? You know why? Because he knows how fearful we are. It all started in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve sinned. And they covered themselves with fig leaves. They were hiding from the presence of the Lord. And God came walking in the cool of the evening and said, Adam, 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 where art thou? Adam said, over here, Lord. He said, why are you hiding amongst the fig leaves? He wasn't just hiding. He was covered with them. 
And this is what Adam's reply was. I was afraid. Fear was never in the human being's life until Adam feared. And he allowed the spirit of fear to operate in him. And fear will separate you from the presence of God every time. Hallelujah. Fear. What brings you into the presence of God? Faith. Believing. Doing what God says. I I mean, it's just the opposite of fear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Fear is spelled F-E-A-R. It's false evidence appearing real. Faith comes by hearing, so fear also comes by hearing. We're not hearing the Word of God, but we are hearing the voice of Satan giving us doubt-filled words or doubt-filled visions or whatever it is, and we have that doubt-filled thing in our heart, and it, it separates us from God. Fear. Fear. God told Isaiah this, Fear not. Fear not. How many times did God say fear not? Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I don't know about you, but every once in a while when I'm studying, I like to, I just take those, it takes me a long time to get through a verse sometimes. Because it's full of meat. Fear not. God said, I had to give you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. For I have redeemed thee, purchased, bought you with the blood of my son, the precious blood of the lamb, you're redeemed. We're God's property. I have called thee by thy name. Oh, glory to God. How many knows God knows our name? Hallelujah. He knows who we are. Now, there's some Charlesons out there sometimes. They get out there and they start using their mystic powers. Or they attract like, like they're under the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, is there is Joe, 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 Joseph, 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 Joseph. About 59 hands go up. Which Joseph was he talking to? But I want to tell you something. God knows my name. He knows your name. Hallelujah. And God will speak to you in your name. (laughs) And he said, I've called you by thy name, and thou art mine. You pass, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you from the Lord your God. I have loved you. Fear not, for I am with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo, we could preach for four hours right there. But I won't, I promise. Y'all see what God just said? Why are we fearful? That's what he asked Adam. Why, why are you afraid? <laughs> oh, I did. I hide myself because I was afraid. 
We let a lot of things hide us. They were hid with fig leaves. F stands for fear. I is inferiority. G is guilt. L is loneliness. E is something. Empty minds, I guess. A is anxiety. F is frustration. How how many does that fit a lot of people in areas of our lives sometimes? Fear. Inferiority. We don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like that we're holy enough. We don't feel like that we're going to be able to, we don't have enough faith. We feel inferior to everybody else. The devil will work on us any way he can to keep you from going forward in the things of God. But God said, throw those fig leaves away. <laughs> he clothed them in a new garment. Because he, he slew an animal. And the first blood covenant sacrifice was made right there. And he covered them. Amen. Covered them. Praise God. Now, God said, I, I am with you. Everybody say, God's with me. See, what, what God was saying, with my presence abiding with you, you can go through any flood, any fire, and you're going to survive. Now listen, we've all been through hard times. We've all been through difficult times. Some of us have been through times where it looked like you, like Paula was talking about, where she's not going to make it. People have been in those situations at those times. We've been there. (laughs) The difficulties. Hard times. But you see, God was saying, my presence is abiding with you. And you go through any flood or fire and survive. You won't merely survive. Somebody said, well, if I can just make it by the skin of my teeth. God don't want you making it to heaven by the skin of your teeth. He wants you to go in shouting, rejoicing. Hallelujah. If it's expiration time for us, I want to be able to just get up and say, Hallelujah, and just go lay down. <laughs> Praise God. Because He's with us. We won't just survive. We're blessed. We're favored by God. God's favor is upon us. Through it all. Oh, that's that old song. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. <laughs> through it all, through it all. Amen. How many have been through, through a, a lot of all things? Because His presence is with us. I'm help, I, I want to help you tonight to not be discouraged. And don't get discouraged, because God's with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end. Hallelujah. God's going to be there when we cross over. Fear not, Isaiah 41.10, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. 
I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Hallelujah. With his righteousness, he'll uphold us. Psalms 37, verse 39 through 40. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. We've kind of become apathetic to that fact that God can be. God wants to be. And God is. <laughs> Our very present help in the time of trouble. God is. Not God used to. God is. Not God will do it in the future. God is. Right now, tonight, today, God is what we need Him to be. We've got to get in our mindset that you know, we get it up here that we can work it out for ourselves. That's okay, Lord. You know? And, and that's how some people pray sometimes. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, that's okay, Lord. I figured it out. God all worked out here. Don't need you anyway. <laughs> I'll use you. I'll use you for a more serious problem. Oh, I tell you what. Sometimes we need the little problems so that we can practice <laughs> and get ready for the big test. Amen. The big exam. Praise the Lord. But we like to think we're rough and tough and mean. We can tough it out. I, listen, I've been around people. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Well, here, let me. No, 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 no. I'll make it by myself. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all been around anybody like that? (laughs) Some will say, who needs God? (laughs) But God's Word is not bound. That's the point I want to get to tonight. 1 Timothy 2, 9, For when I, which I suffer troubles and evil doer even to the point of chains, but the Word is not chained or bound. God's Word is not bound. <laughs> Paul penned these words from a dungeon. That's where he wrote this letter from. Was, he was in a dungeon. And he wrote this letter from there. The place where he awaited his own execution. <laughs> you know, I'd like to, I'd like to, well, I'm going to talk to Paul when I get to heaven. I wonder, you know, I wonder what his attitude was like when the Lord said, the time of your departure is at hand, son. And Paul just laid his head up on the chopping block. And they just let the blade come down and chop his head off. But just like that, he was in the presence of the Lord. But there again, they didn't take his life. He gave his life. Because God said, now, <laughs> the time of your departure is at hand. Now. So it wasn't the enemy getting any credit for anything. The, the, devil's not, the Lord's not going to let the devil get any credit for anything. So listen, <laughs> we, we just need to thank God that victory's ours in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Now, there was no hope of release for him. There was... No hope of him preaching again. 
But this letter to Timothy is not a hopeless letter. He's writing this letter just before he dies. But it's not a hopeless letter. It's not a letter full of regrets. It's not a letter begging for deliverance. It's a letter of confidence. He's telling young Timothy here, God's Word is not bound. God is faithful. Praise God. Look at Isaiah 55, 11. This is talking about the Word of the Lord. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. We need confidence to rejoice when there's nothing to seemingly rejoice over. That's what grace gives us. I'm talking about grace again, you know, God's ability, imparted ability in us. We, we can rejoice when it doesn't look like we got anything to rejoice over. Thank God for it anyhow. Hallelujah. Somebody say, are you crazy? Yeah, I am. Just, let, just leave me alone. Hallelujah. They say, well, I, I knew all Christians were crazy. That's okay. I'm going to the best insane institution in the world, uh, in, the, in the universe one day. Hallelujah. All those crazy folks going to be up there. <laughs> Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. But look what Isaiah 55, 11 says. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. God will honor his word. God will do what he said he would do. And we need to just rejoice in the fact that we have that word. Can you say amen? amen. Acts nineteen twenty. After the church got to going, after uh, on the day of Pentecost, the church was birthed. They went out, and God was moving and blessing them, and they were getting persecuted on top of it all. But at the same time, God was moving supernaturally. And the the Bible said in Acts 19.20, So mightily grew the Word of God, and it prevailed. God's Word prevailed in the midst of doubt, fear, unbelief, ungodliness, and all kinds of evil doctrines of the devil that was out there. God's Word mightily grew, and it prevailed. Praise God! God's Word is not an inactive piece of literature. God's Word is filled with power. It's filled with promises. It's filled with good things that we need in our life that's going to enable us. Can you say amen? Uh, the Bible is not just a passive philosophy. We don't just have a philosophy. We've got a gospel. It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Word is ever increasing, growing, and expanding. And the Word is aggressive. God's Word is aggressive. It's Always prevailing and conquering. The Word is always prevailing. Where people will open their heart to the Word, God's Word will prevail and conquer. Victory will be there. It's not been bound by the past. God's Word's not been bound by the past. The past has been able to, has been unable to turn it from its course. Through history. Throughout history. Adolf Hitler tried to burn all the books, remember, over in Germany and all of these places. And, try, and he even tried to burn the Bibles. But you know what? He may have burned some of them. I don't know. But he couldn't stamp it out. 
Because you can't burn it out of the hearts of a person. <laughs> and that word is there. Praise the Lord. And that word is there. And it, it, the, the, the Bible was written in a span of over 1,500 years by over uh, 40 generations by 40 different authors. The Bible that we have today. By men ranging from kings to fishermen. Yet, the authors agree there's no contradictions. There's no contradictions. And you know, every day there's more proof and more proof that the Word of God is 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 perfect, and and that nothing can contradict the truth of God. Hallelujah! I don't care how much they try to do it; it can't be stamped out. If you got the word in your heart, you know what we could do later on. Well, let's just get a, a piece of paper and let's just start writing it down again, because it's the word. It's the Word, and it's there. Praise the Lord. Kingdoms hadn't been able to stop its spread. <laughs> the devil's tried to stop everything in the world that he could do. He, he wants to stop you from going forward tonight. The Word is not bound by the past. The Word is not bound by the present. Science has tried to make it obsolete. Talking about the Word. Archaeology's proven it more correct every day, though. Archaeologists are finding more and more relics and more and more evidence of what the Word has declared in the Bible. They're getting more and more evidence of it being true. Thank God. We, we, we don't serve a lying God. We serve a God of truth. Amen. He's a God of truth. And Matthew 5.18, Verily I say unto you, this is Jesus, Until heaven and earth pass, one, one jot or one, or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. It'll all be full. In other words, Jesus said that, and it'll be here with nothing else, when nothing else is. The grass withers, the Bible said in Isaiah 40 and 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. The Word shall stand forever. Forever means forever. <laughs> Psalms 119.89 Forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled in heaven. These are scriptures I learned way, way back when I was 14, 15 years old, all the way up through, and I hadn't forgotten them yet, because it's the Word is forever settled. I don't care what the devil brings up, new lies and new techniques and all this stuff, God's Word is forever settled. His Word is forever settled, and we can rest on that. Amen? It's easier, Luke 16, 17, it's easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of this law to fail. <laughs> Glory to God. God's Word can't fail. The Word is not bound by the future. The Word's not bound by forces of evil. Mm. We, don't have to be, we don't have to live defeated lives. God's given us the Word. It's the force the kingdom of darkness can't contend with, the Word of God. I tell you what, if we got more people full of the Word, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. Today, in our modern society, the children don't even know really what's in the Bible. A lot of them don't. I'm talking about secularly and, and, and as a whole out there. You'd be surprised. We, we're shocked sometimes that even young children, 10, 11, they don't even know the books of the Bible. They don't even know some of the stories in the Bible. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Those of us 
that, that have our children, our grandchildren, we can put that word in them. Put it in them. That word is going to be their survival one day. What you put in their spirit is going to help keep them going when all the darkness comes to, comes to come against them and pull them in. If that word's there. There's something about the word. I'll tell you what, you get that word in there. It's, it's alive. That seed. It's a living seed. It's a living word. Praise God. That seed's been planted in the hearts of our children. Even though they may be backslid and not even serving God. That seed is in that, is there. It's the eternal seed of the Word of God. And that Word will prevail. It will prevail. And somebody said, well, I don't see it happening. You've got to keep on standing. Believe it. God's Word is not bound. God's Word is not hindered. It's not Bound by the forces of evil. Praise God. The, the word disarms the devil. I'm not telling y'all nothing new. In the wilderness, Satan gave Jesus all he could, could to turn him from the course. But Jesus kept disarming him with a simple phrase. It is written. It is written. The devil couldn't do it because Jesus kept saying, it's written. What's your next shot? <laughs> and the devil will come up with something else. It is written. And the devil left him for a season, the Bible says. Because the word prevails. And listen, the, the word of God disarms the devil. And it, it's time we stop struggling with him and, and, and use the book on him. <laughs> I wish I could just take this book and slap him upside the head. <laughs> but you know what we can do? Speak that word. Speak that word. The devil's a liar. It's time we stop listening to his lies and start declaring God's truth. I tell you what, when the devil tells me something, I just know it's a lie because it's opposite of what God's word says. And I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to receive it. I'm not going to believe it. Praise the Lord. I do a physical every year, you know, and I do that because it's free. Because <laughs> I'm at that age where it's free. But, you know, I, I, I do a physical. My doctor, they did my blood pressure the other day. It was like 124 over 71 or something like that. And he said, are you taking anything? I said, no, just vitamins. You know. He said, well, have you ever had this done to you? I said, no, I don't need to. Well, everybody needs it. I said, not everybody. I said, I'm not going. Why, why look for something? You start looking for something, you'll find something. Hallelujah. He's a good doctor, though. I really like him. But, you know, what I'm saying is, we, 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 can, we can hear negative, and we can believe that. And we can begin to agree with that. Now, I'm not saying that some people don't have no problem. How many understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, physical things happen in our life. But listen, you do have a power that's even greater than the physical ailments. And that's the Word of God. 
By His stripes we are healed. By His stripes we were healed. And when we take communion, we need to realize that if we're taking communion, that could be a healing meal for us right there. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Hallelujah. And God's Word can just work. Can you say amen? amen? Nothing He has can equal what you have. Hebrew children were cast in the fiery furnace. But you know what? They didn't burn. The only thing that burned was the things that had them bound. When you go through a trial, so how many knows when you go through a trial, what God's doing sometimes is purifying you. <laughs> He's getting some dross burned out of you. Some stuff that don't need to be there in you. Just let it be burned out and go forward in Jesus' name. Daniel, Daniel was put in the lion's den because he, would, he didn't obey the decree that was put out there for him. And he, he was ended up putting in the lion's den. The king didn't want to put him there, but he came the next morning early. Daniel, was your God able to save you? Daniel said, oh, yes, O king. The angel of the Lord came down and just shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. These aren't just Bible stories. These are facts. Peter is in prison, but constant prayer was put up for him with the church, praying all night. And the angel of the Lord came in, had to, he, was, he, was, he was asleep between two guards, fastened, bound in the inner prison, and the angel of the Lord had to kick him. Get up, Peter. <laughs> and he got up and the chains fell off. And he followed the angel outside. He got, he got out there in the street. And this is what the Bible says. He thought he was dreaming at first. He thought he was just having a vision or something. But then he said, hey, this is real. Then he could hear a house over there with people that he recognized their voices praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. And he went over there and knocked on the door. And the little girl answered the door. And she went, Ah! He's here! He's here! I'll tell you something. God answers prayer. <laughs> Paul and Silas were bound, beaten, put in jail, put in inner prison, stocks and bonds. And they just went ahead and praised God all night long. And an earthquake came. I don't call it an earthquake. I call it where the angels came down and just got the jailhouse and just kind of rocked it a little bit. Kept time with their music a little bit. And the chains fell off. And the, all the prison doors were open. And they were all set free. God started a church in Philippi right there. Hallelujah. And God did some great things. Oh, listen. Listen. God's Word is not bound. I said God's Word is not bound. I, I told this story about my friend J.W. May. He was 82 years old, never been in a hospital in his life, never had any physical ailment in his whole life, never been in the hospital. He wasn't even born in a hospital. He was born in a home. <laughs> now, he visited hospitals and prayed for people and all this. He was a preacher for I don't know how many years. He pastored about I don't know how many generations in my wife's family. And, uh, but he, he, he was coming to our church. And... Uh, he had an accident one day in a car. Somebody hit him. And I mean, it, it done some real damage to the car. He ended up in the hospital almost dying. And I rushed up to the hospital where he was in Houston. And, and, uh, he, he was, I mean, he, he was, he, he really, for the first time in my life, I saw him fearful, just a little bit fearful. And, but then the next day I went up there and he was smiling. He said, Brother Clarence, he said, I was fearful yesterday when you came. Because, you know, Brother Clarence, you don't understand. I've never been in a hospital before. <laughs> I've never been a patient before. 
I, I've never had all this makeover me, you know. He, he said, and I, I was kind of fearful. He said, but you know what? God spoke to me in the middle of the night and said, J.W., tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to heal you. This was the day, uh, kind of the day after the accident, you know, and everything. And, and, and anyway, and the night before that's when God gave that. So the next day was going to be the next morning. And I, they, to hear his wife relate the story was hilarious. She was a, she was a corker. I mean, she loved God. <laughs> and he, she said, J.W. was laying in the bed. And just moaning and groaning a little bit. And she said, and the nurse came in to get him up, to get up on his walker and start doing some exercise. And he, he, he looked at him and said, what time is it? And they said, well, it's about a minute till 10 o'clock. He jumped out of the bed. He got his walker. He said, move out of my way. And he started moving towards the door. And when he got to the door of the hospital room, the power of God zapped him from the top of his head to the soul. He just lifted that walker up, and he went down the hallway shouting and praising God. Hallelujah. The nurses had to get him and bring him back in. He would have emptied the hospital if they'd let him. But God healed him. God's Word's not bound. I said, God's Word's not bound. Hindrances come, but God's word's not bound. You know what he did? He got out of the hospital. He went and bought a motor home. Not a real big one, but, you know, one big enough for him and his wife. And they'd rent from Houston to Boston, Massachusetts, preaching. Then they come back and went from Boston back to Houston, and then Houston to Los Angeles, and preached. See, he don't just talk about Azusa Street. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> this is back 1975 when all this happened with him, when God healed him like that. And he was already 82 at that point. But he, he, he went to Azusa Street. He was there. He saw things happening and saw what God could do. But what I'm saying is, God's Word's not bound. God is not done with us yet. God is still going to do some big things in our lives. Some of us need to get a hold of the Word and say, Devil, you, you, you cowered me down long enough. Uh, it's time for you to move out of my way. I'm getting up from here in the Spirit. You know, I've seen people that's been paralyzed and down, but on the inside. I had one man tell me one time, he said, Brother Clarence, he said, I may be down physically, but I'm standing up on the outside. Hallelujah. And you know what? It wasn't long until he was standing up. And praising God and glorifying the Lord. I wish I could take credit for laying hands upon him and seeing that. No, I, I couldn't take credit. It was his faith in God and God, what God spoke to him and other people praying, everybody praying for him. But you see, the thing, I, we got to get away from that taking credit for everything, you know. It's God that does it all. He gets all the glory. To God be all the glory. And I'll tell you something. God's good. God's Word's not bound. I said, God's Word's not bound. Hindrances can come, but God's Word's not bound. God's Word's still going to prevail. God promised you something, you believe God. Stand on it. Believe for it. 
Because God's not done yet. Amen. Brother Brady, God's not done with you yet. (laughs) It amazes me to see him come walking in here all the time. When he first came, he couldn't hardly do that. God's good. Somebody said, well, what's what's going to be the end of it? I don't know. He may be dancing up here one night. Praise God. I don't put nothing past what God does. Hallelujah. But listen, I want to encourage you. God's Word's not bound. God's still on the throne. Could you lift your hands and just praise Him tonight? Just praise Him for a minute. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Just praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. truth. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe what God says? How many really believes it? How many, how many, could, how many could use a little extra ounce of miracles in your life? <laughs> hallelujah. Well, it's only believe. Only believe All things are possible Only believe Only believe Only believe All things are possible only believe could we lift our hands and just say Lord Lord I believe Lord I believe all things are possible Lord I believe Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I... Now say, Lord, I receive. Oh, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive, all things are possible, Lord, I Oh, thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands. Say, Lord, I believe you. I believe your word. Your word prevails. Your word is truth. Your word sets free. Lord, we thank you for the word. Thank you for the power of the word. 
Thank You, Lord, that we have what the Word declares. Health, victory, joy, peace. God, we receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive it in the name of the Lord. We receive it in the name of the Lord. Oh, thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Praise God. Do you believe that tonight? Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Mm. <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing's impossible with God. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been to church. And you know what? When you go out that door, you can just say, devil, move out of my way. Because God's Word prevails in my life. God's Word is alive and powerful. And we have victory in the name of Jesus. And I'm not taking what you give me no more. I'm saying no, no, no. <laughs> and yes to the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I tell you what, we can leave here saying it's been good to have been in the house of the Lord. We can leave here singing that old song. Well, I'm feeling mighty fine. I got heaven on my mind. Oh, don't you know I want to go where the meal and honey flows. Well, there's a light that always shines in this heart, this heart of mine. I got heaven, heaven, heaven on my mind, and now I'm feeling mighty fine. Well, I woke up this morning feeling fine. I woke up with heaven on my mind. Well, I woke up with joy in my soul. For I knew He, Lord, had control. Well, I'm walking. For I've been on my knees in the night. And I know that the Lord gave a sign. And now I'm feeling mighty fine. Everybody, I'm feeling. Well, I'm feeling mighty fine. I've got heaven. On my mind, no, oh, don't you know, I want to go where the milk and honey flow, where there's a light that always shines in this heart, this heart of mine. I've got heaven, heaven, heaven on my mind, and now I'm feeling mighty fine.